Welcome back, Stanford Truth listeners, to this Bible study podcast. For the past 14 episodes, we've been talking about the steps of salvation, and we went on to study further about those steps. And once we follow God's words of direction in our lives to be saved and obeyed all biblical truths, the question arises, now what? God's word will tell us how to be saved and instructs us to stay saved. In reality, our best source is the Bible. If we follow its teachings and obey its instructions, all will be well. And after we are born again, we discover the reality of devil's opposition to us. We now have an enemy of our souls who will tempt us, test us, and try us through every devious ways possible. So join me as, as we listen to our very special guest teaching us Christian living. So let me introduce to you a very dear friend of mine, my mentor, my role model, and my pastor's wife, Sister Pamela Shepard. Welcome to Stanford Truth. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on here. So what are we going to talk about on this podcast? Well, I want to talk about um, Christian living. And when you have repented of your sins, you've been filled with the Holy Ghost and been baptized in Jesus' name. Then there is other steps we must take that a lot of people think, well, I'm saved and I'm good. But you have just started the race into your Christian walk with God. So we're going to be talking about different steps and different principles to live by that we must take in order to have a mature Christian growth. Amen. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I'm ready. So what do we do first after doing all those steps, the seven steps of salvation that we talked about in the previous episodes? So what's next? Well... I look at the life of Jesus, and in Matthew chapter 3, Jesus was being baptized at the end of Matthew chapter 3. Then in Matthew chapter 4, immediately after being baptized, he was taken up to the mountain, into the wilderness, and he was tempted by Satan. So a lot of times when people get saved or they are born again, then they think, well, everything's going to be great. It's going to be a bed of roses. But there's going to be thorns that they are not aware of that will catch them unaware. And it may discourage their walk with God. And that's where a lot of people either backslide or they just lose faith and they don't continue to grow. And it stuns their growth spiritually. So it's not that easy after doing the, the seven steps. So there will be struggles after doing the, the steps that God has laid out for us. Like for me... When I repented of my sins, got baptized in Jesus' name, and received the Holy Ghost, I thought it was easy living for Christ, but actually it's not. And that's what you're going to talk about to us, right? Yes. And when you are born again, then there will be temptations that will come to you. And um, I've been involved with people here I've had a lot of people come to me immediately after being born again, and they struggle with the spirit of doubt. 
and they really doubt that God loves them. They really doubt that their sins are really washed away, or they really doubt that they even had the Holy Ghost. So that's one of the things that they struggle with as in addition to temptations that come along. So you all listeners there better listen very carefully on this things that Sister Pam is going to teach us because it will really help us in our walk with with Christ. So let Sister Pam teach and let us all listen. <laughs> Thank you. Well, for one thing, we want to um, look into a few biblical principles and as a newborn believer. First of all, don't be offended at being called a newborn or a new convert because there is something precious about that. There's nothing bad about it. It's We don't expect a newborn to know the things of a mature True. saint of God. So a lot of things are not expected of them. So it's it's good not to be offended and not to take that personally yeah. when it's really a good thing. Mm-hmm. First of all, we want to stay in the Word of God. When you are born again, I encourage every new convert to read the Bible daily. It's like exercising. You cannot read the Bible 10 hours in one day and then expect to never pick up the Bible and read it again for another month. Mm -hmm. You have to consistently read the Bible every day, even if it's just a chapter a day, and it will help continue um, help you, it will help you grow and you will study things and, um, it will teach you things that maybe you not, might not be taught in the church. And when you do this, it will raise questions because you are reading things that maybe you've never seen before. You've never heard before. And a lot of preachers out in the Christian world today, they don't teach it. Yeah. They don't teach all of the Bible. They only teach, um, Jesus dying on the cross, mm-hmm. rising, and he loves you. and Just the gospel. Yes, and they may even preach against sin, but they yeah. don't name sin. Like, okay, sin, that's a sin, but what is sin? Yeah. Is this a sin or is that a sin? They mm-hmm. don't know because pe- preachers today, they don't name sin. Yeah. But if you have a true man of God that will preach to you, but it's, it's better, but it's still not enough time to teach you everything you need to know, yeah. it's going to take time and perseverance for That's that. That's why Bible reading is very important for us new believers, especially the newborns, because there are times that in the preaching, pastor cannot teach everything or cannot preach everything. So it's up yes. to us to pick up the Bible and read for ourselves to understand more yes. of what God has in store for us. And when you have the Holy Ghost, it also teaches you things. Yeah. Because I've had... Um, a lady come up to me after receiving the Holy Ghost. I ha- hadn't had time to teach her hardly anything. Mm-hmm. And she come up to me and was like, is this wrong? Because I have I have a feeling I feel very guilty when I do this. And I'm like, well, in the Bible, it teaches this. And I gave her the chapter and verse. Yeah. And she was like, I had no idea. But I knew she had the Holy Ghost. And that was the fruit or the work of the Holy Ghost in her to teach her yeah. that that was wrong and it was putting a new conscience on her that she didn't have when she was out in the world. Yeah, that's true. So it is your teacher, but it will also, Bible reading will also open up more understanding when you have the Holy Ghost. That's true. 
So the first important thing for us new believers and new converts is to read the Bible. Yes. It's very, very important. Also, when we read the Bible, we don't need to just speed read it or, um, you know, try to hurry through it. But we need to think on it yeah. and meditate on it and memorize verses. I really recommend uh, memorizing and studying it. Write down your thoughts and um, just get to know the Word of God. Because there may be times where you may have to share your faith yeah. and you won't need you won't be able to tell anyone anything because you have not memorized scripture or found where or actually know where that verse is found. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also a good idea. So so when we do read the Bible, it becomes like part of us once we when we meditate, we study and memorize the verses because sometimes it will come to a point that when we are witnessing, we have to tell them verses that's in the Bible. And the Bible is not with us, yes. so it must be in our heart. So every time that we read the Bible, we have to get the understanding. We memorize, we meditate, and study on it so that when the time comes that it's time for us to share, it's easy, yeah. like for the new converts. So what else is spam? What else do we need to do as a new convert? Well, I think this is a no-brainer, so to speak. It's called prayer. Yes. Uh, to become a mature Christian, this is a very vital part of our walk with God. In order to be strong, you have to pray. Yes. You cannot make it without praying. And someone um, quoted before, I think, a quote from Charles Spurgeon, and it said, um, reading the Bible and prayer is like breathing in and out. Which yeah. one's more important? They both are important. just as important because you can't make you cannot make it one without the other. Yeah. So prayer is also like exercise as well. You must do it every day. Mm -hmm. And um, when you uh, sometimes you can pray the word. You may not know how to pray, but with experience it will come, and you will learn to practice at it and get better. And also. I recommend developing an, the ability to pray at length. Don't get discouraged when you cannot pray very long at first mm -hmm. um, because it takes perseverance, experience, and practice. So when you pray, um, maybe you'll run out of things to say, and yeah, it will come from your heart, but you just don't know how to say it. Yeah. Um, what helped me... When I was younger, I would learn to pray the word and I would memorize scriptures and I would just pray God, you know, remind him of his promises, tell him how good he is. A lot of times it's good to start in Psalms. Mm -hmm. um, that's a, a good place to start to pray the word. Also, um, when you attend church, I recommend strongly. In fact, I think this is a must that you pray before every service because we're walking through the world we're getting off our jobs we get a lot of things on our mind and we need time to just refocus and get things off of our mind get it on the lord yeah. and to focus on him because being um missionary usually we go around and visit different churches in the states 
and visiting many churches, um, I've noticed some churches pray before church service. And then there may be other churches that they don't pray Mm -hmm. before every service and they just talk and fellowship. And I've noticed even in our assembly here Mm -hmm. in Jordan, if we don't pray before every service, then you can tell the difference in the service. It's almost like people's distracted if they don't pray. Um, The Spirit of God cannot move freely because um, they're not focused upon Him. Maybe they're sitting there singing Amazing Grace and thoughts of what they're going to do at work tomorrow is Mm -hmm. going through their minds. So when we pray, when we come into His presence even, we -hmm. need to pray before entering into His presence because it gives us... um, a chance to just focus upon him yeah like the moment that we clear our mind from the thoughts of the world for a second and then make a space for god to occupy our mind because yes. most of the time especially after work our mind is like oh i'm so tired i don't want to even think about anything else i want to sleep i want to rest but when we get into prayer before the service especially during the service nights and on sunday once we pray through, like before the service starts, we will receive the word of God like holy or complete in a sense that we, we, we make space mm-hmm. uh, in our mind that God come give me understanding. Be in my presence or be in my midst tonight. Mm-hmm. I want to feel you. I want to know your, your will or your purpose in my life in this moment. So... Prayer really is very important. Is it okay also if for the beginners, they will write it down and pray about it or write down thoughts that they want to pray? Because there are times that, like for me, for example, the first time I learned how to pray long, longer, I have to write it down because sometimes I tend to forget. Is it okay to write it down? Yes, that's perfectly fine. And even in our prayer meetings, um, we have a prayer list of things of uh, different needs of people and so maybe when you're praying about so many things you need to look up and be reminded oh i need to pray for this so that's perfectly fine yeah and also in the bible it says pray without ceasing so it's very important for us especially the new the new converts to understand that prayer is very essential in our walk with god that's our way of communicating with him and that's the, the way also that God communicates with us through prayer. So keep that in mind that prayer is very important. So. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up, pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean um, just go around and pray all the time yeah. out loud. Mm-hmm. But we need to have that mindset in our mind. Like you can be at work and just be by yourself doing something and you could be praying in your mind. Mm-hmm. That is praying even though you're not doing it loudly, yeah. you're still got, you still have your mind focused upon Him. You are still talking and communing with God yeah. in your heart and in your mind. It's like meditation mm-hmm. on Him. So when you do pray without ceasing, it is more of my mind is in that, that mode of prayer to where if anything happened, I can immediately jump into prayer. Mm-hmm. For example, you can almost tell when someone doesn't pray yeah. 
because when you ask them to pray out loud, it takes them a long time to get started into their prayer and they don't feel very comfortable doing it because they have not had their mind focused upon him already throughout that day. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for them to just immediately drop everything and focus upon him. It's true. If you know if you yeah. know what I'm trying to say, yeah, yeah. but when you have been talking with God all day, you've already talked to Him, yes. and somebody can say, "Will you please just pray for me right now?" Yeah. You can drop everything you have and just go immediately into mm-hmm. prayer, and you have more of anointing and, yeah. and you know how to get into His presence quicker. Yeah. But people who do not pray, it takes them a while to get everything out of their mind yeah. to be able to focus on prayer. That's a good thing. That's a good thing for us to to be reminded that communing with God daily and constantly will will make us uh, be ready and prepared when someone asks us to pray for someone. Especially for those who are Holy Ghost filled, you have the power to help those who who need deliverance and healing by prayer. So that's very important. So what else? Well, another principle to live by is fasting we must fast i think it's very vital very important to our walk with god because if we don't kill this flesh it will overtake us Mm -hmm. we have to kill the flesh paul says i die daily you have to um not allow the flesh to overtake you you have to be an overcomer over that your spirit must be bigger than your flesh or have more power than your over your flesh um it's a very powerful weapon for sometimes prayer can do a lot of things it has a lot of power but there is more power when you fast yeah there are some spirits that you cannot break through mm-hmm. and even jesus told his disciples they were trying to cast out a devil out of um someone and they couldn't do it and they come to, and Jesus came by, and they said, Jesus, we've tried to cast out the devil like you do, and we can't do it. And he mm-hmm. said, well, some things only go forth by prayer and fasting. Yeah. So that tells you the disciples didn't fast because Jesus was with them. They didn't yeah. need to fast. But when Jesus made it a habit of fasting, and even in his flesh, he fasted. Yeah. Um, he went 40 days and 40 nights yeah. fasting in the wilderness. So, and of course he's God. He has that power. But when we fast, we have more power over the devil. Yeah. If you are struggling with uh, a temptation or a struggle, you're dealing with something, and if you just can't seem to get over uh, or make a breakthrough yeah. in that situation, then I, I recommend you try fasting. Yeah. Because it will make a difference. So give us a tip for a new uh, beginner who just now started to do fasting. So what they need to do? Well, fast fasting is simply d- going without food or water or just food. Some people drink water to stay hydrated and that's okay. But um, you have to commit yourself on a regular basis to be to be have a fast Mm -hmm. Um, it is also both healthy and physically spiritually it does your body good it does your spirit good so it's healthy both ways Um, so 
I would recommend if you're not used to fasting, I would recommend just going, try just doing one meal a day. Just fast one meal a day. Like if you normally eat lunch, outweigh your friends or something at work, then maybe skip lunch. Yeah. And don't eat until dinner time. And just um, go off and pray or have your alone time with God. And if you can, fast two meals a day. Yeah. And then gradually you will get the hang of it and you can fast even longer. Yeah. But I would recommend a 24-hour day. So for the new beginners, if you want to do fasting, skip one meal a day and then gradually Add one more meal to every fast and then you can do the whole day. It will be beneficial to you physically and spiritually, especially with when it comes to discipline. Because in fasting, this is where we submit our flesh to the spirit. The more we put down this flesh, what the flesh wants and what the spirit wants in our life, then the, the temptation will not come. It will be easy for us now to deal with the temptation because now we can control our flesh. That's the reason why we also fast. is because we want to submit this flesh to the spirit that's in authority over us, that's in us. So it's very important for us to have that fasting mindset. Like every week, just decide on one day a week to fast in order for your flesh to be submitted in the spirit that's in you. So that's a very good good yeah. thing to do uh, also when you you look at it this way when two dogs are in a fight which dog is going to win the one who always the ones that you feed the most exactly yeah. so with your spirit and your flesh it's a constant war yeah so if you want your spirit to overcome your flesh you're going to have to speak uh, feed your spirit more yeah if you feed your flesh more, your flesh is going to have more control over you. Yeah. And your spirit's going to be weak. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of Christians, they struggle and they find it hard to live for God because they have weak spirit yeah. and they don't know how to exercise that. Yeah. So fasting is one of the exercises that we need to do in order for us to have that spiritual growth in us. Yes. Amen. So what else, Sister Pam, what, what else do we need to do in order for the new converts to walk with Christ? Well, another thing would be church attendance. Hello, hello. <laughs> so no one succeeds in living for God when they're unfaithful yeah. in church attendance. Um, it, sh- it should be a number one priority in your life. Amen. Um, regardless of the weather, visiting guests, or petty hindrances Mm -hmm. you need to be faithful in church attendance um i tell people you need to let your friends know that you're going to church on a certain day yeah if you have people to come over to your house and it's church time i know here in jordan that happens a lot yeah you need to let your friends know hey i have church this day and this time why don't you go with me yeah if they're unwilling to go go anyway yeah. don't let don't allow people don't allow hindrances to um keep you from the house of god mm-hmm. you know and if i really love someone i'm going to go to their house and i'm going to see them i'm yeah. going to enjoy my time being with them and in, in their presence so if you really love god and you really have a hunger for him 
then I don't think anything could stop you from visiting his house and being in his presence because that is what we long for. Amen. That's true. And also, that's where the fellowship also with the saint, the saints are when you, when you are in the church. Because in the Bible also says that gather together the more because the day of the coming of our Lord is approaching. So it's better for us to fellowship with one another because also in the church, not only being in the building is where we gather, also the presence of God is there yes. because we are meet, meeting in order for His presence to be there. So you will find God in the church. Yes. And I recommend finding a church. I know I say that a lot. I recommend. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I suggest you. It. I commend you. No. <laughs> but it is very important. Yeah. Even God commands us that we must fellowship together because there's going to be times where our brother or sister is going to feel low they're not going to be high all the time Mm -hmm. and you're going they're going to need someone to help lift them up also we're one body and if one body is one part of the body is hurting we need to doctor that part yeah and we need to fix that part Mm -hmm. and if you cut yourself off from the body the body doesn't die but that what you cut off dies so that's very important to stay within the church and i it's it's not good to just go from church to church you need one church and one pastor one shepherd over you because if a sheep just went from shepherd to shepherd and they didn't obey anything and they just if they didn't like something that shepherd did they would go to another shepherd and go to his flock yeah you know it would not be a sheep we call them goats yeah you know, <laughs> yeah, they, they just, everywhere. they have a strong wheel yeah. and no one can tell them anything. And it's hard to um, do anything with them because they have a mind of their own. Yeah. And so if we're really going to be sheep and let Jesus be our shepherd and to obey the sheep herder, yeah. the like, what do you call it? The sheep dog that yeah. keeps the, the flock together. Yeah. Then, for example, our pastor um, you need one man of God in your life yeah. to be able to um, advise you, to pray with you, and to really know your, to help your walk with God. Yeah. You know, also, the, the church is not a building. It's the body of Christ. We are not, you know, we're not just going into the building just to be in attendance. We are there to be part of the body of Christ, to, to be in His mind. Because once we, we, we put the name of Christ, we become His. That's why we become part of His body. We are, not, we are not in a congregation or a denomination of religious group, but we are part of a relationship with Christ. So being in the church is being in the body of Christ. It's not the building. It's His temple. Yes. And also... Um, when you are with the body of Christ, you need to get, when you're in the church, you need to get involved. Yeah. Like pastor always says, if you don't get involved, you'll dissolve. Yeah. So it's very, 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 very important yes. to stay in the church. Mm-hmm. Don't miss too much church. Yeah. And if you do miss church, be accountable to someone yeah. so that they can help you. So that temptations, when they come your way, they don't overtake you and yeah. then no one knows where you've been or yeah. 
you know, just stay in contact with, with you know, people. the people of God. Um, if you're struggling, be open about yeah. it. Don't sit there and struggle alone. Yeah. Um, you know, con- even Paul says, confess your faults one to another. Help strengthen those. Yeah. If you find someone in a fault, those that are spiritual, go and restore. restore. That don't mean um, a lot of new converts going and trying to restore someone. Yeah. Um, usually they're the ones needing restored because yeah. they're going to fall down. And yeah. it's okay. Mess ups happen. Yeah. When a baby's learning to walk, they fall down. Yeah. A lot of times they bump their head. Mm-hmm. Even may get a, a scratch of blood or something yeah. you know it's sometimes they get messy yeah you got to change their diaper yeah. you know they make mistakes mm-hmm. and so um you never see a baby when they fall down they just cross their arms and pout and say well no. i'm never gonna get up and walk again yeah. it's just useless i keep falling down yeah no they always get back up. Yeah. They're very determined. And yeah. that's why we need to be, as a physical baby, yeah. in the natural, will never give up the ability to walk, to learn to walk. We should never lose, lose that. that desire to get up and walk again. Especially in spiritual walk with God. Yes. When we fall and mess up, it, we understand that you're a baby. You're yeah. a newborn. Yeah. Uh, you're a new. A new person in Christ so um, there's going to be things that you know will come your way that will trip you up yeah and it's it's perfectly normal there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with you yeah. you know some may think well it's strange yeah. or it, there's something wrong with me yeah. no it's normal it's normal it it's happens to everyone normal. yeah so don't be shy for you know just talking or reaching out the people in the church when you feel like you're in doubt because that's what the church is for. For those who are in doubt, those who are uh, not sure where they really at in the body of Christ, just just be close to them, talk to them, talk to the pastor, talk to the, talk to the people that you're close to in the church that are, that's long time there, and they will help you and they will build you up. Because if you do it by yourself, it's hard. It's hard for a newborn to take care of themselves. So you need someone to take care of you. So don't don't feel shy to ask help, ask prayers, because that will help you. Yes, and we need to have the attitude where if we do mess up, where we are not like, well, I've messed up. I can't, I, I can't go to the pastor. I can't talk to him. I can't tell him this. Um, I got to hide it or I feel ashamed. Yeah. We should be to the point where if we do mess up, we say, I got to go run and talk to my pastor. Yeah. I got to talk to my mentor. I need some prayer from him right now. You know, that should be our attitude. Yeah. When we fall, yeah. we seek help. Yeah. You know, that's what the teachable spirit is. Yes. Once you messed up, you admit that you messed up and you approach the pastor yes. to ask for his guidance because he's the one that God puts in our life to lead us and to guide us. Amen. Yes. And um, also when you are a newborn uh, believer in the kingdom and you start attending church, you need to get involved in the worship service. Yeah. Um, raise your hands praise god um worship him don't be ashamed don't feel shy just get in there and get involved yeah because um a lot of times you leave strengthened when you do that yeah because you're giving a sacrifice we need to learn how to sacrifice even in our early stages of our walk with god and um 
just ignore distractions, overlook petty problems, and just let God be the center focus of what's going on right there and get what you need from every service. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, This is the first part of Christian Living episode. And just a recap, what we must do now that we've done every steps to be saved. Remember the last step, we are saved by endurance. It is not how we start the Christian race, but how we end it. Very important thing we must do is what Sispam taught was Bible reading. Reading with understanding is the key to get closer to God, and that will require you a desire to seek God's face. In Psalms, 100, in Psalms chapter 19, verse 7 to 11, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure and enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than a honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them is great reward. Amen. And also in First Peter chapter 2, verse 1-3 to says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies, and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that ye may grow thereby. If so be ye have ta tasted that the Lord is gracious. So reading the Bible will help us grow spiritually because this is the sincere milk for the newborn babes. And this is also the meat for those who have been saved for a long time. So... It is very important for us to keep reading the Word of God. Amen. And also, the prayer is another vital key to be an overcoming Christian. And it's we need to develop a strong prayer life. Develop a consistent, increasing prayer life for your needs and the needs of others. Prayer is also a two-way communication with God. Through prayer, we put our thoughts into captivity and directs and focuses our mind to God and waiting for His answer and His directions the moment we touch the throne of grace in prayer. It is a very powerful tool in Christian living and this is the faith enhancer we can save because the reading of the word is the food for our soul and with the help of prayers, another supernatural supplement for our souls it has given us more strength in the Holy Ghost and also faith booster that whatever may come against us, we will not be shaken, we will not be moved because of that strong prayer life that we have. And as Sispam said, you gradually increase your prayer habit from 10 minutes to half an hour to an hour and so on. And as the Word of God says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing. In whatever situation or state you are in, keep on praying. You don't have to be praying in a loud voice. You can pray in your thoughts everywhere, anytime, any time of the day. Amen. And also, through prayer, sick will be healed. Captives will be set free. Walls will fall down 
and strongholds will be break, broken down. In James chapter 5, verse 13 to 8 says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Amen. So prayer is very essential and very important as to reading the Bible because with with this two combination our our faith will be not, will not be shaken our our the truth will will set you free through the reading of the word and also by the help of prayer it gives us direction and it shows us that the will of God you know it is the will of God for us to commune with him and through prayer Commune, this is the way we commune with God. So I hope and pray that this part of episode will give you an understanding on how a Christian should live. And for our next episode, we will continue on talking about how a Christian should live. This is not only uh, by just doing only those seven steps. The enduring part is what we must know also because by doing those three steps being to repent be baptized in the name of jesus christ and you've received the holy ghost now the christian race is on we have to live according to the bible and that's why we are talking about all those things that a christian should do bible reading prayer fasting and church attendance and for our next episode you will hear more of the good stuff that a christian like you and i need to do in order to be in the kingdom of god to be in line in the will of god for us to enter into his kingdom because narrow is the way that leadeth to the kingdom of god amen so I hope and pray that you will all be blessed this coming weekend and God bless you.